everyone, and welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. I am Carrie, your host, and I am joined with a friend, Thaddeus, who is a friend of mine, but a friend of the podcast as well. He's a supporter on the Patreon group, and we just had a lot of fun talking to Hallmark and getting to know each other over our mutual love for Hallmark. So Thaddeus, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Great, and thanks for um, having me on again today. I'm really looking forward to discussing this movie. Me too, me too. Now, how many times have you been on the podcast? I I think this is my third time. I think I did um, like one um, lifetime Christmas recap and then with um, Rachel and I think it was Amy. And then I did another um, back in the spring where we did the um, recap of the um, spring movies. um, Oh, okay. And... Um, I forgot the name of the other young lady that we that I was on with, but we um, we had a really good time um, discussing. <laughs> spring so. It's such a good time. Mm-hmm. I love it. So are you all ready for Christmas? Are you like decorated and everything? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm about to, actually about I was I'm about to start that process and then start my Christmas shopping. I want I, I like to try to get my Christmas shopping at least like a two weeks before yes. Christmas. So that I'm not rushing at the end. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably yeah within the next you know week or so I'm, I'll probably finish start and finish my Christmas. Good shop. job. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That is great. I know. I like to have that goal too. I like to start even before Thanksgiving, but I'm always rushing for mm-hmm. something at the end. I don't know yeah. why, but I just always am. But okay, no, this is great. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast now. For those of you who join us, I'm so glad that you did, but we are jumping networks. We are changing the channel. We are not talking about a Hallmark movie. We are talking about a lifetime Christmas movie, Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas. So I know I'm so excited. Okay, when I saw this, because I'm I'm a pretty loyal Hallmark watcher, honestly. (laughs) Like, I don't have time to watch the hundreds of Christmas movies that are being produced in the world today. You know, (laughs) so many. (laughs) I know. I even think like every year. Every year. There's more every year. People want to get in on this game. But so it's like either Hallmark or Lifetime, but even Lifetime is like when I can. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that this was happening, Mm I was like, Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas. Get this on my TV right now. I love this idea. (laughs) What did you think? What drew you to this movie? So, I mean, you know, I grew up on gospel music. Um, You know, pretty much actually growing up, I was pretty much only allowed to listen to gospel music. Really? And um, of course, so I, so I, you know, have been familiar with Kirk Franklin going back into my childhood from like like Kirk Franklin and the family. And then when he kind of, you know, went into like the more kind of um, contemporary gospel mm-hmm. music that was actually mm-hmm. controversial at the time with like the song Stomp and, you know, all of the like more um, like produced things that he did and yeah. Oh, he kind of really revolutionized what contemporary gospel music yes. sounded like. It was very exciting for some people and very kind of off-putting to some of some like more traditional-minded people. And he really took that risk and yeah. um, you know, kind of paved the way for other people in gospel music to experiment mm-hmm. with the sound a bit more. So I've always respected him for that. Yes. I've, seen, I've seen him live a few times and mm-hmm. have enjoyed that. Yeah. So I yeah. was as soon as I saw Kirk Franklin, I was like, yeah, I would re- I'm really looking forward to this movie. And, you know, I'm hoping that 
you know, they really let him, you know, do Kirk Franklin. <laughs> right, right. So. Because he is, I mean, with 25 years plus experience in the music in- industry and everything that he has added mm-hmm. brought to the music industry. And like you said, the doors he's opened for even other gospel artists and um, he's so influential and he's he's really been a part of a lot of people's spiritual journey mm-hmm. um so you know mine too and i love him but i love his message that he's been so consistent to bring um it's just a part of him but it's this gospel message he is about the gospel so mm-hmm. i really love that i appreciate that and so what i was thinking with this movie i was like he's gonna take us to church <laughs> and he's going to bring us bring the music and he's going to bring the worship. And this is just going to be so good. So <laughs> I was so looking forward to that. Um, I have to say, even before we start, he delivered. Yeah. This was a fantastic movie. I thought it was amazing. So I really enjoyed it as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to like going in depth on like the things that I, you know, really liked. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, let's jump in then. Let's jump into Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas on Lifetime. It was aired on Lifetime December 4th, and it was starring Demetria McKinney as Olivia, Chaz Lamar Shepard as Ashton. The script was written by Courtney Richard, and it was directed by Erica Sutherland. So here's the synopsis. This movie follows Olivia, a young assistant pastor, as she deals with the transition to be a lead pastor at a new church a month before Christmas and finds a little romance along the way, which, which she totally did. I mean, this was this was a church movie and the storyline was about this winter jamboree, all of this stuff, but it was a great romance. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved that part of it. But um, let's talk about the storyline. Okay, so the script was great Mm -hmm. this courtney richard now i'm saying richard i don't know if it's richard or richard do you know no but so we'll just say richard for now let's just say richard because she wrote the script and the main character's last name was richard like richard and that's how they said it so i'm just like assuming that she just kind of did a little nod to herself here (laughs) which is great yeah. But we have we have Olivia, who mm-hmm. is an associate pastor at her mom's church, mm-hmm. um, who is a singing pastor there, and she gets commissioned to go and be a, uh, a lead pastor, a senior pastor mm-hmm. at in Texas at, at a right. little church in need there. Um, mm-hmm. She was not told that she was going. What did you think about that? I was like, what, two days? You want to pack up? You want her to pack up her things and, and be in Texas in two days? Just completely, you know, like I said, pack up all her stuff and just start. I mean, and obviously, like, she she was very kind of hesitant about it and, um, you know, didn't really have complete confidence in herself. And that was kind of a theme throughout the movie, which I thought was really interesting. And I think that, you know, I think her mother probably knew her and knew that if she had given her too much time to think about it, she probably would have backed out. So I think that's, a that's good point. why she was like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't think of this. You got to go. You got to trust God's will through me. Like, just yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, that is such a good point because she was comfortable where mm-hmm. she was in the job that she had being her mom's associate pastor, but mm-hmm. she had such potential for leadership and right. uh, 
so it was, it was she just kind of was pushed into the deep end there with that yep. which was great but yeah so so much was happening in this movie but because the script was so good and so cleverly written you didn't feel like it was too clunky with so too many storylines like it all flowed in so well together. i agree yeah and i really enjoyed like some of the themes that they kind of um tied in um particularly like you know they talk about like being a pk or a preacher's kid yes. and like expectations that that places on the preacher's kids because you know everybody especially in a bigger church is looking yeah. at you expecting you to follow in, yeah. in your parents footsteps and that puts so much pressure on her yeah. and then they talked about um like church hurt which is like yeah. which is something that you know it really hurts a lot more so particularly because in you know particularly in the African-American community, the church has kind of been like a haven, a safe haven, a safe place to go and where you can be among like-minded people that are supportive, that love yeah. you. And so when someone in the church does something to hurt you, it, you know, just like, you know, any kind of betrayal, it hurts the worst from people that you trust and love. And so we, and so we have her, um, you know, the experience that she has um, as a child, the first time that she sings a solo and how that kind of completely traumatized her and how much of an impact that had on her life moving forward. And that's a big part of her fear of stepping in as the, you know, go-to like, you know, lead pastor of a church. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. And, and I think okay. they did a really good job of kind of tying that in throughout the um, scripts. And I think the actress did a really good job of kind of portraying that sense yeah. of like self-doubt. But then when you see her, when she's preaching and how she much- was so good. Yes, it's like, and, and then when she finally does sing, yeah. you know, really she's she's um extremely talented and so it's it's so i really enjoyed um yeah you know, how well that was kind of played yeah. throughout it wasn't just it was a, something that we kind of had little reminders of but it wasn't like banging you on the head over you know with yeah. with it over and over again so i really like that i think that the, the writer did a an excellent job with the script I uh, Thaddeus, I'm glad you brought that up because that was a major theme for her, her growth and her character development mm -hmm. from, you know, just being pushed into the deep end there, but how she, she really does trust, start to trust the Lord and start to use her gifts and talents then mm -hmm. for the good of the church, but she totally grows in that. And mm -hmm. you, oh, you just said something that was, um, I just thought was really great. Oh, her story. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's talk about this. She comes from a long line of singing pastors. So, mm -hmm. so here's this thing, like you said, in the, in the African-American church, um, that a singing pastor. So it's mm -hmm. not just a pastor, you know, the choir does their thing and then the pastor comes up, opens the word and then preaches, but mm -hmm. this, a singing pastor does all of it, right? Does both. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, so nowadays, you know, usually most churches, especially larger churches have like a worship leader that comes in and does that. Um, but, and so of course- But these with, were smaller. These were yeah, smaller kind of congregations. Yeah, so smaller church that probably wouldn't be able to afford to have someone that to come in for that. So, so I think that they kind of needed a singing pastor to, yes. to be able to, you know, kind of you know, prepare the atmosphere for for the word um, on the sun on Sunday, and and you know, and usher people in to the church. I think that 
So it kind of made sense um, once I thought about it. Because at first I was like, okay, why does it have to be a singing pastor? Right. <laughs> and I the tiny church in a tiny town. They don't have too many people. So they so it so it made a yeah. bit more sense that they were insistent upon having a singing preacher. That yeah. that is a good point. I'm yes, I think you're exactly right on that because I thought, well, maybe it's just a preference, maybe it's something they've always done. And even for her mom to be so insistent, like Pastor Olivia or her daughter Olivia, you are a singing pastor. This is your heritage. Mm-hmm. She she was like kind of hesitant and resistant to that because she had this. <laughs> traumatic event as a 15 year old she sang a solo and Mm -hmm. the choir director of that church at the time said to her afterwards you like basically like you're your mother's daughter and that's the best you could do Mm -hmm. like totally shames her totally shuts her down does not accept her worship and her leading and it just like that was it for her she was not going to sing again she was not going to be a singing pastor and um what's tears I was totally crying because then this guy Ashton that she's talking to does come back and say you know church hurt is real and he Mm -hmm. just acknowledges it and he looks at her and he affirms that feeling like yeah church hurt is real like that was so authentic I think this this storyline it was awesome so good and I, I was really happy that they actually like went there in the script because you know usually in these kinds of yeah. you know that, that I have like a faith-based message um they either like water it down so that it's so that they don't really spend delve deep into it and they spend um more time on other aspects of the story yeah or they just like beat you over the head with the faith message and and don't really develop a good story right in this one, they had a good story, and they also um, mixed in the faith message in a in an organic way because yeah. it was what she believed. This was yeah. who she was, yeah. and they have to and they have to include that because it's so important to her character. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which which I so appreciated because that's what made it feel so very authentic. She is a pastor, so of course she's going to sit down at her kitchen table with her Bible open, you know, or with like and say scripture out loud and and stuff like that. Like that is who she is. That is not just her vocation, but it's her belief system and who she mm-hmm. is. So such a great character. So she did it so seamlessly, like you said. Um, I appreciate that so much. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Sometimes love needs a little push. Lizzie Shane, the award-winning author of The 12 Dogs of Christmas, has a brand new small town romance set in Pine Hollow, Vermont, where every happily ever after begins with adopting an adorable rescue dog. First love gets a second chance into all the dogs I've loved before when the town librarian mischievous Australian shepherd keeps getting loose and fetching her ex, the town sheriff. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. And to all the dogs I've loved before is available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com. That's lizzieshane.com. The, the best, um, especially in a made-for-TV movie, to, yeah. to that ever, like, really um, done, like, a faith-based um, message or included that in the story. I think and that's the yeah. most seamlessly I've yeah. seen it included in a, in a, in a made-for-TV movie, definitely. Yeah. Well done, Courtley Richard. Well done. We, we applaud you on that. Um, 
So we have this young pastor who comes in and a month before Christmas, she has to jump in and learn this church's Christmas traditions, kind of uphold um, some of these old old traditions, new traditions, you know, what what she inherits really here at this church is a grieving congregation, you mm-hmm. know, their, their beloved Pastor Bird has passed away, mm-hmm. and um, really you find some characters very hesitant to accept her, and mm-hmm. others just really arms open wide, they, they are there to support her, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, if that's a hard job, that's mm-hmm. going to be a hard job, she does yeah. great. And chief among the kind of naysayers was, I think, was it Sister Ida, yes. who was the, um, the late pastor's sister. Yeah. And I think she was, you know, feeling very protective about those traditions. And I'm not quite sure who she was looking for um, to replace him. I don't think she wanted to replace him. I think maybe she was kind of like in denial about her, about her brother's death and yeah. kind of want to see anybody replace him yeah. but she was very um kind of <laughs> oppositional towards Olivia so much just like you know gave her a hard time pretty much from start until the very 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 end of the yeah. movie it was difficult to see um you know and I you know Olivia was you know polite and respectful mm-hmm. I think a little bit too polite and respectful she, you Sometimes. know but, um you know <laughs> that passed his office until until you know she wasn't going to be I mean I know she they, and she the um sister I kept you know reminding her this is on a trial basis and right you don't get this this thing together then you then you're not going to be here um but until that trial was over she was the pastor so yeah. you know should, I mean you know you would think that especially a pastor's sister would have a little bit more respect for that office yeah. but like they said they made a point of showing that she was really grieving yeah. She had been very close to her brother yeah. and um you know so so don't we had her yeah oh sorry don't you think that um the the congregation like the people who who loved sister ida and they loved um pastor bird too they really were helping her i mm-hmm. mean they were a little forgiving of her rudeness sometimes but they were like they kept saying she's grieving you know mm-hmm. she's grieving like give her time she's grieving and mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of sweet. They yeah. they knew she had it better in her, you know, like give her right. time. She's grieving. And they even, you know, made that reminder, like, you know, that toy drive that that um that yes. they did that she did, it was set up by Sister Ida because she just saw one child that yeah. was in need. I believe she was homeless or something. And so she set, kind of set up this toy drive for her and then for all of the um kind of pe- local people that were in need. Yeah. So it was a good way to remind us of like the generosity and the goodness of her you know in her character that we weren't seeing because of you know her struggling with her brother and pastor's death yes yes brother and pastor what a good point because this this man there was a multifaceted relationship she had with her brother and pastor so Mm -hmm. i thought it was funny in that toy drive scene how pastor olivia was always like okay wait that Sister Ida, wait, that Sister Ida started this? And she just kind of couldn't believe that yeah. there was um, a sweetness to Sister Ida at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she did warm up to her. And at, at the end, that was so precious to see her worshiping, to see her accepting of Pastor Olivia, not worshiping mm-hmm. Olivia, but in the in the worship set. So right. um, that was that was cool to see her sobbing because you knew she would. It, yeah. just, Eventually. it just took her a while. 
Yeah. So, okay. So the huge, huge, huge conflict here. This church has a choir who always participates in the community winter jamboree. Mm -hmm. And Pastor Olivia forgets to turn in the paperwork. This mm -hmm. is like a, the most important thing to do in order to get in this contest, you, or not contest, but like show. You can't even participate if you don't do the paperwork. Mm -hmm. She forgot, totally right. messes up, totally lets everyone down. Ah, that, that hurt my heart for her. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh yeah, she was like, it's over now. I'm not going to keep, I'm going to have to <laughs> go Chicago with my tail between my legs and. You know, oh, and kind of really embarrassed that you're going to be like, you know, I'm sure she would have been deeply ashamed if she had to go back. Oh, yeah. And and they know that it was because the other church would not allow her to continue in that right. office. That would have been, um, you know, especially for her because of her, you know, issues with her self-confidence, that would have been yes. a miss to her. So oh. but thankfully, she is able to come up with a... Um, unique way yes. around that <laughs> by finding another group that was already in the con that was already in the concert or the um, events that they could collaborate with yes which i was glad for it was a rock band mm -hmm. and they were like can we come in and bring the voices because they don't sing they just played music and everyone was like what you know mixing rock and roll what are you doing i can't that's not done that's not how we do it they probably don't want us there either and they have this great conversation in olivia's office about mm -hmm. um you know brother carl says something about oh well let, you know what do, let's just think about like prince for a little prince of peace or like he's trying to like to have these phrases that he like marries the two rock and roll and gospel mm -hmm. and someone says well even kirk franklin had a rock and roll song you know one yeah, time. exactly <laughs> a, a, like a very good um, nod to kirk franklin and how he's how innovative he had been within gospel music by yes. um kind of mixing in um, styles from other genres. Yeah. So I, I thought that that was a really great nod to him. I think I and another, and another um, um, you know, good instance of, instance of good writing by the, um, by the, um, by yes. the screenwriter. I totally agree. I totally agree. And because it, it felt like, like a total natural conversation, but like a great nod to, to him and, and his history, like you said. Um, mm -hmm. So they do, they pull it off, they they merge with this rock and roll band and they have this beautiful opening um, song that they're practicing. Well, sister Stella loses her voice. Mm -hmm. She loses her voice, she can't go on, she can't sing. And they're like, who's gonna sing? Mm -hmm. And you know, they, they want this singing pastor to sing. But the reason why they know, some people know that she can sing is one, we have this great character named Ashton, who mm -hmm. was, he tried to make it as, as a musician, but he couldn't, I guess. So he came home and he's selling real estate. And Ashton is the love interest here, who mm -hmm. they have this great meet cute where they run into each other on the yeah. church steps. Yeah. And he says, what does he say? He said, oh, you're Pastor Richard. I've <laughs> been waiting for you. I mean, the church has been waiting for you. Yeah. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> which is so cute what did you think of this character Ashton so I really I really liked his character and I think he had a nice you know kind of a 
a, a little minor arc as well. Um, but he, you know, was mainly there as like a support to her and to kind of push her, help push her forward. But we yeah. saw, you said, you talked about his history where he had gone to Houston yes. to try to break into the music industry and it didn't work mm -hmm. out. So he went to, to real estate, came back. Um, and, you know, he had, I guess in the prior to going to Houston, I guess he had been a musician for the, um, for the church oh, and yeah. but he because of his failure um to really make a name for himself in the music industry mm -hmm. he is reluctant to go back to playing and so you have this really <laughs> nice scene where she where he takes her to a house that has a piano we see him playing and singing yeah. and you know she kind of pushes him back into that leadership role because you know the gentleman who had been the choir director just you know was was that was not really what he felt like he should be doing or wanted no. to do. He just wanted to sing in the tenor section. He wanted so, to be a tenor. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. was very, very relieved and pleased when Ashton stepped back into that role as the musician and the choir director. And yeah. he did a very good job. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I really enjoyed like the, the friendship that they developed um, at, you know, through the course of the movie and how he was constantly encouraging her and how she kind of gradually opens up to him yes. about her, about her trauma and about, you know, her, her self-doubt yeah. that occur again occurs with like preacher's kids about like, yeah. you know, measuring up to your other. And I, what I really liked about that is we see how much she really admires her mother and mm -hmm. you know for what she's for what she's done and she just like you know my mother's so good at this and I don't think I'll ever measure up um but yeah so I really enjoyed the relationship I, th I think it was a little interesting like the what so because the actors in real life are only like two years apart but okay. but he looks like his age maybe a little older than his age and she looks a good bit younger than her age right. so I was like oh Okay, but right. but but I did like them together, and I really um, thought that that their um, romance was well written. I thought mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of funny, you know. She sees him with the other woman, uh, <laughs> who turns out to be his little sister, who was right. coming back down to visit. That was kind of funny, um, but but yeah, but yeah, I really enjoyed their relationship. Me too. Me too. I enjoyed, I thought they had great chemistry and they actually in this movie went on like four intentional dates. And yes. so by the time that we don't get dates end, in these kinds of movies, <laughs> I was like, he is amazing. He's like getting her out. He's totally asking her on dates, like getting right in. Um, but so then by the time we have this happily ever after moment, you know, at the end, I believe it. I'm like, yeah. yeah, they know each other well enough. Yeah, they've spent time together. They've challenged each other and confided in each other and laughed with each other. Like, and they had these like romantic feelings for each other already. You could tell even, mm -hmm. even though they had this great friendship they were developing. I mean, it was, they knocked it out of the park for me with this, yeah. the believability of their relationship. And mm -hmm. it was very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> He, he took her to this park. He recreated a date that his dad took his mom on uh, mm. at a park and set up a picnic and stuff. And, but he said he, you know, his dad did it because he was broke and he didn't want his mom to know that he was broke. And so he just tried to make it romantic. And Ashton said, you know, he like bumped it up a little bit and he goes, because I'm not broke. <laughs> 
you know, like he kind of like nods to that and she laughs. And I thought that was so cute, but he was so understanding of her. And um, he did overhear her sing one time, the very first time that the whole viewing audience and any or anybody hears her sing. It's like halfway through the movie. Right. And she, it is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is this amazing moment that I totally want to talk about later but he hears her sing and that's why he he's like okay you got to come in you got to sing at this jamboree for us and mm-hmm. she's like I'm not ready that's don't even ask me to do it I'm not ready mm-hmm. so what is the point that like gets her over some of her fear you know where they talk about having faith over fear you know how does mm-hmm. she get to that point to me, it seemed like, again, it was almost kind of like she was forced to. She just had to do it. And she had to just yeah. trust God and trust yeah. the gifts that she had and step up because, you know, yeah. so what was the name of the um, young lady? Uh, Stella. Stella, yes. Who, um, you know, was also a very good singer and, you know, have to plug. Um, so she was in another Lifetime movie last year, um, the the Clark sisters biopic. Um, yes. she, she played Jackie Clark Chisholm. So the oldest of the Clark sisters in that movie. So, you know, so very strong singer, good mm-hmm. actress. And so, and I loved that movie. It was like yeah. amazing. So, That's good. <laughs> so um, but anyway, so um, Stella so, yes. loses her she, voice. Totally. Yeah. Keep going. Go ahead. Yeah, so Stella loses her voice and they're like, okay, so who's going to, who's going to do this? Like, who's going to lead the choir? Um, we need somebody. And, yeah. you know, she it, and um, Olivia, well, mm-hmm. Ashton goes to Olivia and says, you know, it's, you know, it's time you have to, yes. you know, depending on you, we need mm-hmm. you. And she's very reluctant, very afraid. And he got, yeah. kind of continues to encourage her. Um, you know, he and I think, and he does it in, in like in an in a, in affirming and kind of validating he did. way. Um, and you know, and I think that you know, and he did it in a way because he, he because she'd already kind of shared her her trauma and yes. why she was um, you know had been so reluctant. She said you know, and he told her you know it's time for you to step out and prove that 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 um, director wrong. You know. Yes. Uh, you know, you have this gift. I mean, and he kind of acknowledged, like, I've seen, I've, I've heard you. I know what, you know, how gifted you are. Um, and, you know, she finally is able to step up and she, you know, did she a wonder. <laughs> oh my gosh. When she comes in into that jamboree and she, she looks amazing for mm-hmm. one, her dress, her jewelry, her hair, like she, you can tell she's just blossomed as this stepped into this lead pastor role. Once she decides to step out in faith, she, she was amazing. Like not only her voice and the support that she gives back to her congregation and the people who she lo- starting to love. I mean, she looks amazing. She looks yeah. the part too, you know, <laughs> she's just this goddess, just um, totally looking the part. But she, there's this montage that it was kind of cool because the montages, there was like maybe three montages in this whole movie. They were so purposeful. 
they really like they they moved the story along so well the um the music over them were was just amazing she actually sits down at the piano and plays the song the greatest gift is love Mm -hmm. And it's this montage of her remembering all of these things the congregants have done, warm, warmly welcomed her, helped mm -hmm. her, supported her already within these month, this month time that she's only been there. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she's motivated to say, okay, it's time for me to love them back. You know, right. they have ministered mm -hmm. to me, even though mm -hmm. I was called here to minister to them. And now I get to do, I can do this for them and minister to them and love them back. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yes, yes, thank you. I'm so glad that she got to that point. Mm -hmm. And it just was an amazing, amazing ending. The Jamboree wasn't a contest. It wasn't anything like that. So we could just end on that high note of this great performance of O Come mm -hmm. All You Faithful and mm -hmm. um, Sealed with a Kiss and Happily Ever After. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was, it was great. Yeah, and so I, that that O Come All You Faithful definitely sounded like Kirk Franklin's um, style. Really? Okay. Like ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. I really love that her parents kind of came and surprised her at the Jamboree yes. and saw like how into her performance they were. I, mean, I, I especially her mother, so proud to see her yes. step and in, fully step into her gifts. And because you could yes. see that her mother was always kind of encouraging her and pushing her. Um, yeah. And so I, you know, I thought that that was great that they were able to come in at the end. That, um, that was so great. Okay, let's talk about these. Let's talk characters if you want to say, if you want to say a few other things about um, some of the supporting roles because they um that was such a good cast of characters and the acting was so good and we know all of these are professional actors but just their it just seemed um so natural their their community that that they developed and mm -hmm. one i have to say the men in this movie were such amazing men. <laughs> it was like Ashton, Brother Carl, Pastor Bird, her father. All of these men were so gospel-centered, so servant-hearted. They were mm -hmm. kind. They were encouraging with their words. They were supportive, but they were just, they were such amazing men. Um, these, yeah. all four of these roles, didn't you think? Yes, and, I, and one thing that, and I think and I'm glad that they acknowledge this about how, you know, some a lot of times, you know, a man um, can struggle 
when your when your partner, your wife is kind of the one that's in the forefront. And you saw how, you know, these these all these men had like a good, good, great amount of like self-confidence and kind of, um, you know, a centeredness in themselves that they were able to kind of take a backseat and support um, their wives in their ministry. So, you know, yeah. starting with her father, kind of really yeah. supporting other who was the pastor and the yeah. leader of the church. Um, even you saw that with um, Brother Carl and mm -hmm. um, and Sister Ida, um, yeah. and then and then of course to Ashton and mm -hmm. um, Olivia. So um, I thought that that was really you know an interesting way to play these relationships, and I think you know it worked well for Lifetime because you know these are supposed to be about right. you know kind of. <laughs> promote push women forward and you know and it's and it's a good acknowledgement I think it was good that they acknowledged that yeah. that's can be difficult for you know a woman that's in that kind in, in a position where she's the one in the forefront yeah so. and and different than what maybe culture might say these four men specifically well I'll just say three because we didn't meet Pastor Bird, we just heard so much about him. But mm -hmm. these three men specifically, their support of these women did not make them weak. Right. It, exactly. it really made them very strong. They they had such strength of character and yeah, they were like um, for yeah. their, so and so I love see, that. Oh how um how being a supporter of someone does not make you, you know, necessarily subservient or you know, or weak, it, you know, it, it can attest to your strength because they can, they know that they have, that you have their backs and they yes. can, and they can just, you know, focus on doing what they've been called to do. Yeah. And you know what, even each pastor, I mean, what, my husband's a pastor actually. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm a pastor's wife and, and there's like, the pastor needs to not be the pastor all the time. You know, mm -hmm. like he is the pastor and Pastor Olivia, she is the pastor, but she needed those dates with Ashton where he said, okay, you're just Olivia. You know, mm -hmm. you're just Olivia, let's play, let's have fun. Let's do this checkerboard or this chess, you know, big chess thing. And um, she just like, you could tell, like she was like, whew, you know, she needed that. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's okay. not like turn off and become someone else, but it's just like, acknowledging this other side mm -hmm. you're just olivia here mm -hmm. you know yeah mm -hmm. i agree so so and so i and so i definitely appreciated seeing seeing that um mm -hmm. and you know seeing kind of like that you know not being intimidated by um yeah. being with a you know a powerful you know woman so. yes yes yeah these men were awesome they were amazing ladies find you a guy like Ashton and brother Carl and her dad because these these are real men um so I loved that I loved loved all these supporting characters we have to talk about the music we mm -hmm. have to talk about the music and we can wrap up talking about this but the music itself was so essential to the story mm -hmm. yes it was so gorgeous. There was about 11, 11, maybe even more songs. Maybe I miscounted, but um, so this movie was filled with music, filled with worship. Um, mm -hmm. What did you think about the music? Was it good oh, like, I mean, representation? From the, from the first song where they were at like her um, parents' church. Yes. And her mother leading the choir. I was like, okay, I'm feeling this. <laughs> you know, I was like, let me, let me, um, I was glad. And I was, I was up. I was like, yes, yes I'm right now. I feel like I'm so glad about that. Worship right now. So, yeah. you know, 
Now that was take everything to God in prayer. That song, yeah. that was a beautiful song of worship and in church. So, um, okay, keep going. Talk about the music. And then, um, you know, so, and of course, like I said, um, uh, so that was probably, that was my favorite. Um, Cause okay. I, they did a really good job of kind of opening up. Yeah. Like, okay, this is going to be like some real gospel music. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then of course, and then my, then my second favorite was probably of course the, the finale with, uh, you know, Oklahoma, Are You Faithful. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you had, um, Ashton sing like, wait, was it two songs at least, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. had these two songs from Olivia, which, and like you said, I mean, we don't hear Olivia sing until like, you know, the movie, yeah. the movie's more than halfway over before we, before we hear Olivia sing. Right. And the first time that we hear her sing is like in that church by herself and Ashton comes in and overhears her. It was a really yeah. great moment. Um, and you'll, and, and, and I think it's good because the whole time, you know, you, you keep hearing about her voice and how beautiful it is and how you have about this voice and all this stuff. And so you're like waiting, like, when are we going to hear her voice? Right. <laughs> and so, and so they did a great job of like not disappointing us with being, or making us be uh, underwhelmed. Mm -hmm. by her. Um, also, she yeah, just blew us blew us out of the water with that one. So I was I'll interrupt you for a second, but talk about that. Um, I want to talk about this song, "I Surrender All." You know, mm -hmm. at this point, halfway through the movie, mm -hmm. she has come. She's she is just so doubting the call of the Lord to come to this church to be the lead pastor. She has failed so many things, mm -hmm. and for sure, she made a, this big mistake and is disappointing a lot of people about this church, uh, this choir. Mm -hmm. Um, entry she feels like she's done you know mm -hmm. and she has this moment by herself well we think it she thinks it's by herself in her chapel where she is just like singing and it's really it's a prayer it right. really is right. this prayer that just pours out of her like I cannot fix this mm -hmm. I need to give this to you you know you need to take this over and and I surrender all Mm -hmm. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. And mm -hmm. you could feel it. You could feel mm -hmm. that she finally was going to trust him. Yeah. And that she, she was going to, like, give, even give her gift to him. Like, I surrender this gift. I've been holding too tightly to this and keeping it from you and the people. Like, even that, she was going to surrender. Like, honestly, I was crying. I was like, this is the most beautiful moment. It was for nobody else but the Lord and her and mm -hmm. I was like I love this I love this movie <laughs> and I think that that was pr pretty much the only way we were going to hear her sing is if she's by herself and so and because the moment was so poignant um I think you know that really helped us um really kind of get get you know get on board with her and yes you, we want to see you yeah you know surrender this gift to God and right <laughs> and um and and not hold and like you said not hold on to it or be afraid yeah. um and i and one of, and what i really liked was um you know they kept you know referring to hebrews 13 and 6 you know yes. that's kind of a theme and it was you know you know the lord is my helper i won't fear what can man do to me so she was and and part of her was you know was that she was so afraid of what other people would think about disappointing people about yes. letting down about not measuring up in yeah. the eye people and so when she you know saying I surrender all it's like you know now she's you know she's in the or at least she's starting to like really 
put her faith in God yes um and not worry as much about people but really you know following what has been placed inside of her so I really appreciated that I do too. And to see that that private moment between her and the Lord in prayer um, was so was so beautiful, even like you you don't think the pastor you think the pastor is always good with God. You know, they always have that faith. They always have that trust. But no, the pastor's human, too. You know, they need they need those moments where they are going to resurrender and reassess their situation and confess, even confess that they messed up, you know. Right. So um that I loved. I loved that moment for her. Um, like you said, that made me fully, I was getting, on, I was on board now. I'm like, all right, Pastor Olivia, this is good. We're, we're going up from here because you're in a good place now with, uh, with the Lord, with yourself, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was great. The other um, song that I thought was really important for her character development through the movie was Go Tell It on the Mountain. Mm-hmm. where she at the beginning of the movie is she packed up her her life she's you know commissioned off to this new church and it's the it's a kind of a song over you know go tell it on the mountain but she's you could tell she's going mm-hmm. but then about three quarters of the way in the movie maybe halfway or something I don't I forget when it was but she's in that moment where she's like I can't do this anymore and her new church choir sings that and Stella really looks at her and sings that to her, basically, like as an ex- exhortation and an encouragement to her soul, like, go tell it on the mountain. Like, you have a job to do here. You can do this. And so I thought that was kind of cool how they brought that back, kind of like this this song for her again. Go tell it on the mountain was really important, I think, for her development. And and if we're going to continue with the music a little bit so we had a couple of songs from Stella and we had that first song like that like her first you know message where they right. had poor brother Carl trying to direct this choir and Stella was just doing trying to do way too much way too much what was it it was like I'd rather um, have Jesus than silver and gold or something well, like which that is, which is one of um, Kirk Franklin's songs from the 90s from before he kind of it was like when he was a little bit more traditional gospel um, okay. when he, the Kirk Franklin the family that's a one of one of his bigger hits from like the I think the early 90s like like okay yeah 95 around there yeah um, so anyway um but and then we had and then we hear still how much better Stella sounds when right uh, when Ash is directing the choir because she's not letting her do all the all the crazy stuff that she was doing that first song. That was that was kind of fun. But. Honestly, I was so shocked that first one that the whole choir sang. I was like, oh no, are they bad? Like this is gonna be this is gonna be quite the storyline. But they really, really they just needed they just needed through. a good director. That's what they they they, they just needed a good director <laughs> to keep them keep them together. Because once once Ashton started directing, they were much better. <laughs> much better. They had much more just kind of a, a cohesive sound, and that was so much better. But um, yes, keep keep going. What's um, what other songs stood out to you there? I do have like, one little critique, and that is I wish that there had been a little bit more live singing, you know, because uh, I feel like pretty much all of the singing was um, in the studio and they were yeah. like lip syncing. Yeah. And so 
you know, I'm, I'm not sure like the acoustics of the different places they were or how loud it was outside or whether or not they were like able to do live singing. Okay. But like these movies when they have a little, at least a, some yes. live, but you know, oh, but other than that, like I, you know, I still enjoyed the music. Yes. And um, I think it was, you know, we've seen a couple movies this year where the mixing was not really where what it needs to needed to be in it this one was much better than good i'm so glad uh, this one needed to be i mean it has kirk franklin's name on this movie kirk franklin's gospel christmas i mean you expect a high standard when it comes to this so i'm really glad i'm glad about that that it wasn't so so canned but you wanted more live singing you said yeah yeah, yeah i can see that i can see that well, we did have Kirk Franklin make an appearance on yeah. via video um, right. before the Winter Jamboree, mm-hmm. just nice. congratulating Genesis Baptist Church and saying, I can't wait to collaborate with you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, do we have a sequel coming? Like, let's, <laughs> I, wanna, I want more, more would, of this um, great choir. I would not be averse to it. I would not be averse at all. No, know. no, me neither. So, um. Yes, I mean, great writing, gr- uh, wonderful music. The mm-hmm. cast was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. The acting was good. The, I mean, just the, the costuming was beautiful. Her whole wardrobe was like, oh, yes, that's okay. I'm going to look for a red blouse. Okay, I'm going to, you know, like I'm taking notes here on her wardrobe <laughs> even. And um, the storyline was great. Like all of that that I just said, I mean, that just made for a great movie, in my opinion, a really great Christmas movie, specifically because I miss going to church in these movies. I love Christmas movies. I, they're heartwarming, they're joyful, they're fun, they're family oriented, they have great messages of community and joy and hope. But I love when we can get spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I love when we can have the when we can go to church and have this be an authentic story of, of faith. Um, I love when we can say the name Jesus at Christmas time because this is his season. You know, like it's like why we don't need to water that down here. Like, you know, so I thought they did, did a great they, job they, of that. They Jesus is the reason for the season in this movie. I think they did, and that's they one did. of Franklin's songs. That's one of Kurt Franklin's songs. So, yeah. Yeah. and Christ in Christmas. Um, what was that one? Um, you got keep Christ in Christmas, or um, they need to know that Christ is Christmas is the song. Mm-hmm. Um, that Ashton sang, which was which was great too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was all in on this movie. If we take Ashton's life motto, I was all in. I gave, I mean, I'm a five out of five on this one. What did you rate it here, Thaddeus? I give it like four point two five. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think I, I I would have liked a little bit more alive singing. Um, I think That's the story fair. is very engaging. Um, I, like I said, I enjoyed the cast and pretty much everything. I, you know, mm-hmm. there was just, I don't know, just didn't have, there was something that I couldn't yeah. quite go to like love. So I'm like, yes. this is like a very strong like for me. <laughs> very, a very strong like. Yes. Me. Well, we'll take that. You know, sometimes the ones who like you already knew that you loved Kirk Franklin's um, mm-hmm. music and ministry and he already had such an impact on you that that sometimes that can be a little bit of a barrier to um, going all in on on maybe another project like this. 
of of his but oh i i, I want more i like oh yay good it's a very strong light this is like as close to love as you can get without without quite getting to love. okay yeah. <laughs> oh i think that's great i, I I want more too. I think that that they should definitely bring more. I don't, mm -hmm. if you, even if you are a loyal Hallmark fan and don't mm -hmm. venture over to the other network and watch Lifetime, I would say find this movie. This is, Thanks. this is yeah. a very good movie. It's definitely a strong recommendation to yeah. watch this movie. It, I mean, if you, if you pick one Lifetime movie, I do think that this is the best, at least of the, of the Lifetime Christmas movies that I've seen. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen, you know, I, yeah. I, I've seen more than half of the ones that they that they've made this year, and this is the best yeah. of the Christmas movies that I've seen. So. I agree. I totally agree. That is this is so great. Okay, any last words? Any last um, thoughts about Kirk Franklin? Uh, Gospel Christmas. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad that um, that they did not shy away from the faith elements and. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the, and it can be done. This movie shows that you can do, that you can actually, you know, tell a story for a faith-based audience that, you know, is, I, I don't think that it was so much that it would like overwhelm someone that, ne that, that wasn't necessarily faith-based because they kept it, you know, they still had a strong story yeah. and they really tied it into the character and who they were as a person. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that Kirk Franklin does more. Um, yes movies or Hallmark movies, whatever, um, that they, that they let, and that they continue to allow him to, you know, to, I mean, it, you can tell that his hand was in the, that music um, yes. that sounded like Kirk Franklin's music. So, um, I, so I look forward to more. Um, I hope that they, and I hope that they bring in more gospel artists um, yes. for, for, um, the, for these types of movies. I think that it's perfect for, um, yeah. for, 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 for that kind of, for um for artists to come in, um, especially Christmas, uh, I think they especially, should especially, you know, at especially. Least so, so, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed talking about this movie with you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I hope that those listening, um, you know, have seen the movie and enjoyed it. And if you ha and if you're listening and you haven't seen it, I like I said, I sh I give you a strong recommendation to go ahead and watch this movie. It was really good. Me too. Me too. Yes. Thank you. I echo everything Thaddeus just said. So go and find this movie and watch it. It's also a great romance, like we were saying too. So if that's kind of your bent on these movies, then like it is mine, um, mm -hmm. then you'll appreciate just that whole cohesive story that yeah. um, Courtney Richard and Kirk Franklin gave us and, and everyone involved in the project. So thank you to Lifetime. Thank you to Kirk Franklin. This was so much fun. Um, yeah. Yes, Thaddeus, thank you for being on. I love talking with you. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Oh, let's see. So I don't really have a very strong presence, but if you become a patron of the Hallmarkies podcast, you can talk to me on the in the patron group because <laughs> I am part of, part of that. Um, you will see me at pretty much, you know, most of the watch-alongs that they do. Yes. Um, I try to make it make it out for those where we get to talk and um, you know, talk to the talent behind these movies. So, you know, that that's probably the best way 
to get, to get in touch with me personally. Right. <laughs> well, if you want more Thaddeus, then become a patron of the Hallmarkers podcast. And you too can be um, in these watch alongs and on our Facebook chat group, which we love being in and um, potentially a guest on the podcast with us. Yeah. So that'd be great. Well, come over to Instagram and find me at Hallmark Comics. And I'd love to have you follow me and interact with me there. Definitely leave a review on iTunes if you're listening there and a rating and a comment on the YouTube channel if you're watching us um, talk about this movie. We want to know what you thought of this movie. What worked for you? What didn't? What was your favorite song? What was your favorite favorite moment or, or quote because it was so quotable and so good? Um, we want to know what you thought about a Kirk Franklin's uh, Gospel Christmas from Lifetime. So thanks everyone for joining us. We will be back with more Hallmark content and a lot of other content actually out there for covering your Christmas entertainment. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.